Welcome everyone to Mean Mommy Kink Podcast, episode one. And you are here with Jackie Griot. And Miss Lola Sunshine. The perfect duo. <laughs> I actually <laughs> wanted online. us to. I, th- I think someone online called us the perfect pair of troublemakers for this podcast, which I appreciated. Yes, I, yes, I wanted us to practice our Disney villain laugh. So we can, we can just. Uh... <laughs> It felt appropriate. Well, I think we're going to start with a spotlight on a new business. Is that what you want to talk to us about? Yes. So there are, we're going to try to kind of highlight businesses really age play that we see out and about. Uh, These are not sponsored. These folks did not pay us or anything. We just are trying to connect people with things that they might enjoy purchasing from places that looked good to us. So the very first one that I wanted to highlight is a, um, she has an Instagram account and also a website. It's called Papa's Girl Pacifiers. Uh, If it's on Instagram, it's Papa's, P-A-P-A-S underscore girl underscore pacifiers. Um, And her website is papasgirlpacifiers.co, C-O. Uh, And these are blinged out pacifiers. They're very, very pretty. They have really cute cartoons on them. They have lots of, you know, diamonds, pearls, all kinds of fancy special charms and jewels all over them. They're adult size pacifiers and they hold up very, very well. I've actually seen these in person. Um, And so I, when I saw them online, I was like, these are pretty, but I wonder if the jewels pop off and they just fall apart. They do not. They hold up really well. They're really gorgeous in person. Ooh, I'm on the website on... now. Ooh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> it looks Fab- cute. They're fabulous. They're yeah, fabulous. they are. As a mommy, I'm a sucker for a pacifier. I really am. Like that is one of the things that I think is just the cutest thing and will automatically be like a magnet for me so starting off by trying to get cute pacifiers into people's hands is absolutely something that I I would want to do and it's also a black owned business so there's just everything to like about this Uh, so if you are interested in an age play pacifier uh, head over to Papa's Girls Papa's Girl Pacifiers either on Instagram or on the website which links on the Instagram as well this is really wonderful. I really want everyone to go check out the site because we specifically want to promote Black-owned businesses, kinky businesses, or businesses that would benefit both of the above. <laughs> so Especially this was... if they're related to age play because those are kind of hard to find good ones online. So if we find them, we'll send it. So great. I think we should transition into why we give a fuck about this topic in the first place. This topic of age play and sadomasochism. I mean, some folks know us, some folks don't. And we were just talking before the taping started that you and I have these really unique experiences in kink that I don't even know if they could be replicated again, just because some some of it was just a moment in time, you know? So I'd love for you to tell a little bit about why you care about these topics and then I'll go after you. So I am really excited about this podcast because I 
been into mommy play for a really long time, well over a decade, closer to at this point, 15 plus years. And we're really hard to find online. Um, it's one of those things where if you search for anything mommy related online, you pretty much just kind of get porn that is geared towards cis men. Um, and it, you just don't really find anything that's a real person that's not creating content specifically for clients. Um, and you, you definitely don't find anything queer for the most part, it's pretty rare. Uh, but then I noticed when I would go to a leather conference or if I go to kind of a queer leather group, there were tons of mommies. We were all over the place. So we exist, but content online is very, very difficult to find. Um, and I, I was really excited to create something that could be something that people could reach and access online that wasn't just porn based. Not that porn can't be very hot, uh, but, you know, something that is a little more experience-based, if that makes any sense. No, it, it makes total sense to me. And um, there's a couple things I want to make sure I say so folks understand where we're coming from. But mommy is a role. Mommy is not about wanting to create children. It's a role about nurturing. And at least for me, um, it can be sweet and loving and kind. It can also be vicious and sadistic and terrifying. Like everybody's mom, I'm sure, out there, she could be both, you know, depending on if she's holding something, a spatula in her hand or not. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, moms are inherently terrifying as a role. That's true. It is. And I've always really been into the auntie role because auntie to me is like mom, but even less responsibility. A fun, <laughs> fun mom, exactly. Um, and so that was one of the things that excited me about being this like dominant femme who's in charge and everyone knows she's in charge. She's powerful. She gets what she wants. But then that's also not always the reality of mommies, which we're going to get into as well. But it's such a fun identity to wear, sort of mommy, auntie, those, those, those matriarchal, powerful women or femmes or a lots of different. And also mommy can be gender neutral if you mm -hmm. choose to do that. Just to make that clear, I think all of the queers understand that daddy can be gender neutral, but there's still this pushback against mommy being gender neutral. And mm -hmm. that's not the case for me. Yeah, I think um, we're, not, we're not here to gatekeep what mommies can look like, what mommies can do. Um, to me, that's what I run into a lot of on the internet is the, again, cis male fantasy people will try to tell you all sorts of laundry list of topics that they think mommy should be like, um, but that doesn't really take into account what the person actually wants for themselves. So um, if we start talking about something that has to do with mommies and it doesn't necessarily relate to how you do it, that just means you do it a little differently. It doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. So um, yeah, I, I that we're not here to define mommy as a specific thing. Uh, I think that that's something that a lot of mommies I know have run into that's really frustrating. Mm -hmm. um, so 
yeah, there's, there's going to be a bunch of different aspects of mommy that we talk about and some that we probably don't catch. So, uh, yeah. Exactly. It's, there's a, we give a fuck because mommy has a power attached to it that's very innate to the role. And also I like to champion femininity and I like to champion fems and I like to champion that side of things. I've always connected to that outside of gender, just that kind of energy, that spirit. I really love that. A, a woman in charge or a femme in charge or a person in charge from a feminine space is like one of the most terrifying things to everyone on the planet. <laughs> it's it is. I think it's a mixture of that terror and also just garden variety misogyny that's mm. part of why you don't see a whole lot of mommy content anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, even places that claim to be feminist and queer will have a whole bunch of daddy content and nothing for mommies. So yeah. um, I think it's, it's a mixture of devaluing femininity and being afraid of it at the same time, which is basically what leads to misogyny. Um, because if you aren't terrified of the power that something has, then you don't try to control it. You just don't care. So mm. I think a lot of it is, is that. Um, and I think a lot of folks probably still have some deep-seated issues with their own mothers that they never worked out in therapy so when they run into somebody with a mommy role they're like oh no absolutely not and they just want to walk away from it mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's, it's true to me that that same thing doesn't happen with the word daddy mm -hmm. it's odd to me that that role is extremely sexual when there are also plenty of people that had issues with their fathers and that doesn't seem to be the same parallel so it's interesting to me that one one word gets to be sexualized in the kink world and the other word doesn't really. Yeah, we've been having this conversation for a while now. And so that really slides into the overall theme of what is annoying mean mommy today, because that's our theme. <laughs> what is annoying mean mommy today? And today yeah. our focus is mommy comes first. Daddy's great. Nobody's saying you can't love daddy. But mommy comes first for this podcast, for everything we're doing. That's our focus. We really want to decenter daddy. We want to recenter mommy, mommy energy, give people permission to be in that space. And also to really challenge why is it that it's almost like as queers, we've decided that androgyny and masculinity gets to be. The default. the default like you can be a, a a man or a boy or a guy or a dude or a, anything masculine buddy somehow you know any of that mm -hmm. masculine but as soon as you say sis s-i-s sister or ma'am or girlfriend girl then people get really and i'm not saying that pronouns don't matter so please don't take that to be the point I think the point is the amount of shock and awe people have when they are referred in feminine terms even when they know it's a casual or generic greeting is really strong to me some of the reactions like why is that yeah. as scary as horrible you call a guy a sissy you're really calling him a femin, femi, basically. <laughs> That's what it means, you know? Why is that an insult? 
that that has always been my question i don't know the answer to that but i know it's definitely a thing it, it crosses all gender lines mm-hmm. you know it crosses all gender lines and sexuality lines but in queer sexuality it's pretty much across the board you've got um a ton of gay men that have ads that say no femmes on them you have mm-hmm. um mask for mask starting in the gay male world and now reaching the lesbian world um you've got people that are non-binary and there's a lot of folks that are starting to really push back against non-binary being androgynous leaning toward masculine because mm-hmm. that became the default again that's not necessarily what that word even means if it means that for you great but that's not the default definition so I you know I again think the root of all of it misogyny um, and devaluing femininity while at the same time being very afraid of it mm, and so terrified I think when you <laughs> exactly so when you have someone that is stepping into a role that is decidedly feminine just on its title alone um, and then that role is powerful and that role is wanting control and that role is wanting to kind of run the show then people get very concerned um, and I've noticed that it it's one of those things that people I've, I've kind of been on panels and uh, other things like that about mommy play over the years and I've had folks come up to me and say that they're just afraid to even really admit that they have that that desire Mm -hmm. because daddy is so normal to be attracted to but something about mommy is they're afraid that people will have some kind of reaction to it Um, so it's really interesting to me that there are folks that have these desires but don't even want to say it out loud because they're afraid of being judged by other people that's actually a really good point like the judgment of other people for wanting a daddy you can even be in a vanilla relationship and call your partner daddy and no one bats an eye but there's only sort of certain relationships that get to say mommy mama you know if it's if it's in your culture sometimes you can do it but it's not as normalized in the kink world yet, which has always been a, really interesting because that's what people want. People who, who like femmes a lot of time want mommy type labor from them. You want them to cook and clean, up, clean you up and change your diaper and cater to you in specific ways, very much a nurturing, but also I feel like mommy, people feel like they can be selfish with mommy in a way that they don't feel like they can with daddy. Like daddy's going to take it. You have to give it or daddy's going to take it. But mommy, you can maybe talk her out of it or there's a bargaining element or. Or just the, the idea that mommy exists to serve and daddy exists to be served is something mm. I've noticed is very prevalent. Um, people that are either littles or there's quite a lot of folks in uh, relationships with daddies that don't really even consider themselves to be little are mm-hmm. people that want to please their daddy. They want to do service for them. They want to please them sexually. They want to, you know, follow their rules, do all the things. And then what I've run into with people that are looking for mommies is they, again, want someone to cook, clean, dress them. If they're an adult baby, change their diapers, literally feed them, literally bathe them, all that kind of thing. And there's, there's a lot of times not even an idea of what they would be giving in return or what they would be doing 
for yeah. mommy. And so when I come to relationships and expect service and rules, people are surprised, mm-hmm. which, which I'm like, well, I'm a dominant. So yeah, there's going to be rules and I do like service submissives. And I, you know, it, it just, it boggles my mind, the amount of people that I run into that expect mommy to almost be a hundred percent of a service top with mm-hmm. absolutely no desires of their own, which even for service tops, I've never met anyone that has no desires of their own whatsoever. Like that's yeah. not a thing that exists. <laughs> yeah. It's like, but mommy can't want to get fucked. Mommy doesn't want to get fucked, but dad does, even though clearly mommy wants to get fucked because she's mommy, but <laughs> I don't know. That's just how I feel. It's like women or- and their sexual power, people in our sexual power want to get fucked if they if that's what they're in it for there's nothing wrong with not wanting that either but there's like you can expect daddy to want to get some is my point right and you can also expect daddy to tell you what he wants how he wants it when he wants it how often he wants it and that's all seen as normal mm -hmm. but it's somehow not even really discussed and then if I as a mommy say well like here's how I like to have sex you know how does this match up with how you like to have sex? A lot of folks haven't even considered that. Uh, and, you know, there are tons of littles out there that don't have sex with their age play, but assuming that the dominance that you're kind of courting is the same way without bringing that up is a pretty big assumption. Uh, mm-hmm. And I've run into quite a few littles that it never even occurred to them that a mommy would be sexual. So that we're immediately kind of at an impasse and we're not at a match because I'm like, no, I'm very sexual as a mommy. And I wouldn't really be in a relationship with someone that was not sexual as a little. So we're not going to be a match together. And that's, again, surprising to them because they just assumed as a mommy, I would also be non-sexual. Yeah, and I think it's a good point to say that even the folks who are sexual can usually aren't sexual all the time. Like you can negotiate like, I don't want to be sexy at nap time, but I want to be sexy when we color or whatever your activity or thing is. But just assuming that a kinky person who you've met on a kinky website isn't interested in having sex seems not necessarily the smartest. You should probably assume that they might be and that y'all should clarify one way or the other. And and honestly, sometimes for certain folks, I don't need to, to be sexy with them, that particular person, because the, whatever we're doing is more enjoyable, but I'm still going to want some reciprocity, whatever that means. It's not about the sex, but if it's not service, if it's not a task you're completing or a gift or a really warm, fuzzy feeling, I don't know, but something, it can't just be I have to have this schedule for you, your nap time, your Legos, all the things that you require come and go at your leisure. That's not, that's not DS. That's not topping. That's not anything. That is sex work. And I think sex workers are fantastic individuals. And I think Mm -hmm. if you want some little time, that's a hundred percent about you, you should pay a sex worker and they will make you very happy. But if you're trying to date a real person that's not being paid to do exactly what you want, then you might want to think about what you're bringing to a relationship and think about what their needs might be and ask them in the first place, because not even asking is something I've run into a lot of times with littles. Yeah. Um, So, you know, not making the dominant bring it up is really kind of nice if you're talking to a new uh, age play big um yeah that's something that I you know I, I'll get a laundry list of how folks like to be little which is great information to have but 
but then they will absolutely not ask me a single thing about how I yeah. like to be a mommy at all. Mm. That's a good point. It's true. It's almost like there's this understanding that if you're going to be the mommy, then you just are the partner who does whatever the little wants. Like if they want to color, mm -hmm. you're going to color. If they want ice cream, you're going to get ice cream. And now there's this level of, I'm going to be a brat too. So now you don't even necessarily get a nice little, you get a asshole you have to carry around and do all these things for. <laughs> it's like, and again, you can negotiate bratting. That's a great thing to bring up at the same time that you're talking about whether or not you want to be sexual. You can talk about whether or not you're into bratting. That's another thing people assume. I don't play with brats at all. I don't like them. I am a mommy that only likes good littles. And I expect obedience and I expect manners and I expect you to act like you were raised indoors. And so I won't deal with a brat at all. Like I, it's not a question of fixing them or whatever it is. It's like, I will just ignore you because I'm mm. not doing that. I'm not engaging in that behavior with you. Um, but there are, are bigs that love it. So yeah, again, I like you it. You would want to see, there we yeah. go, 50% brat people and 50% not brat people. <laughs> I just have a, I have a high tolerance for brats because at some point, if you keep going, I remember that we're both adults and I'm just going to kick your fucking ass. So it's just like, we can, you can keep pushing my buttons. And then at some point we're not playing little anymore. We're playing two adults and we're fighting. And that's my kink. I'm a bully. That's my kink. You know, I want to be uh, the bully who beats up the little, I want to play Lord of the Flies. So let's go you know but um not everybody can hang with that either because a lot of the brats they want to just be able to brat without you know feedback or con yeah exactly but i i got consequences because i have hands i will put them <laughs> on you <laughs> so <laughs> whereas i'm the opposite i had somebody that thought they were going to brat with me for a hot second and i put them in a corner and I had, this was, I was on a trip to meet this individual um, and I brought a book with me for the plane and I just left them in the corner and I read an entire chapter of a book because if they were going to mm. waste my time, I was going to waste their time. And they just stood there listening to pages turn in total silence for about 45 minutes. And then when I was done with my chapter, I was like, are you done? Are you done? Are you done with that? Because we're not doing that. <laughs> that's not what we agreed to. <laughs> so, and again, that's brilliant. You if you want someone to play with you and react to your bratting in an engaging, interactive way, you would want to negotiate that with them ahead of time. Because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, uh, you're going to get someone like me that just says no thanks and won't deal with it. Yeah. So, you know, I think kind of making sure if you're a little meeting a new person in general, but especially a new mommy, because again, I've noticed with daddies, littles expect there to be rules. Littles expect there to be expectations. Littles expect to have to ask what daddy wants. Mm. I would encourage people to bring the same energy to mommies because yeah. then you will know what you're dealing with, whether that's a match for how you want to play, um, whether that's going to work for you, rather than just assume that however I want to be little, mommy's going to be great with that. Yeah. And then running into things later down the road that don't match up at all. I I know we're not centering daddy, but I just have to give my like daddy rant for two seconds. It just annoys me because daddy can show up in dirty jeans. Daddy can wear a shirt with ketchup stains on it. 
Daddy could be barefoot in the field, and everyone's like, "That's Daddy. There you go, right there. I'ma stick by him or whatever." <laughs> it's like I've seen people pull up these like trolls just out of the, from under a bridge, and they're like, "That's my Daddy," wearing some sort of Duck Dynasty hat or whatever in the dungeon. Just, just Duck Dynasty. <laughs> complete trash fire daddies i've seen so many and then when it's mommy time people expect mommy to show up looking like glenda the good witch all the time perfect like descend from the ceiling hover slightly also is somehow vacuuming i don't know but she's just like perfect now being you're, you're making me want to show up to a play party in like an oversized t-shirt and a bonnet and just be like this is real mommy life <laughs> Yes, like I want mommy in the curlers and the like the mascara running down. I want mommy holding a martini glass that's empty. I want right. mommy who broke her heel because she had to walk from her. <laughs> mommy drinks because you could cry. <laughs> yes, I want bad mommy. And I just want all the types, you know, like if you really think about the the maternal images, the real ones in your life, the ones who were just like not to be fucked with the strong mommy energies. They were all kinds of ways. It's like, I have some house robes that really get me into my mommy vibe because they're just fluffy enough that I feel like I, I don't know, I have a dead husband somewhere. I'm waiting for my check to come from his life insurance. It's just like perfect robe. You know, that's what I need. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I like to call that um, daddy's get a cookie and a blowjob just for showing up. Yeah, Cause that's it's really true. What it is. Whereas, yeah. you know, like I said, mommies get a laundry list of what we should be doing for you. Yeah. <laughs> and mommy can't have any good time, you know? It's, I just, I just, so, I just remember daddies, they, daddy can have a hundred little girls, a hundred little boys. Daddy can have anything. You know, daddy can have unrealistic expectations. Daddy could be in charge of a motherfucking cult and everybody would still be like, well, daddy's girls do this. We all get branded or whatever. Real. <laughs> it's too real. We, we've known some daddies that have been in charge of fucking cult. But keep going. Keep going. I'm just That's saying funny. there's just <laughs> levels to it. But mommy can't get a hug. And it makes me sad too because there's so many littles, like so many queer littles who are out there lamenting into the universe about how all they want is the perfect daddy to come sweep them off their feet. But if you mention mommy to them, they look at you like you're speaking a completely different language. Mm -hmm. The same stuff daddy can do, mommy can do, daddy can have, you know, the toys, anyone can pick up a toy with their hand <laughs> and do the it. The other thing that I, I run into that I think is odd is that people assume that mommies especially mommies that dress in a feminine way um they assume that we're very soft and very sweet and not at all sadistic and either not sexual at all or sexual in a very quiet like uh you know when the um when lucy and desi dim the lights in in the lucille ball show like i mm -hmm. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't understand and I have, I'm speaking for myself and also for quite a few queer mommies that I have met. We will turn you out. That's true. You will be bruised from head to toe and you will be walking like a cowboy the second day of that leather conference with us. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't understand why people don't think that mommies are incapable of incredibly hard scenes, sadism, uh, fucking you. Like, yeah. really? 
<laughs> like I don't know um, or if they're someone that doesn't fuck but likes to be fucked telling you exactly what they want and making sure you do it you yeah. know I'm not I'm not sure where the stereotype came from that mommies are soft and sweet and gentle and are going to maybe give you an over the spanking a little bit and then give you a kiss and put you to bed because that is not the majority of mommies that I know um, especially in the queer scene so it's true it's it's wherever they're making the gay, like the lesbian porn that's all like feathers on the bed and like throwing rose petals at each other and shit. Like whoever makes that porn is also making the mommy porn. Maybe. Maybe. Because it's all very much no. like I'm yeah, looking at it's it. Just, and I'm talking sweet to you and engineer. And I, the only mommy porn I've ever really run into is again catering to cis men and specifically cis adult babies yeah and that is gonna look a little different than queer porn, even if you are an adult baby but if you're not an adult baby then it's definitely not going to look like what you would expect from from a scene with a mommy um so and, and those scenes are generally pretty soft it's it's even in that world hard to find anything harder than a when it comes to porn involving a mommy role so it's difficult um the struggle is real 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 out there i had someone ask me uh, the other day for mommy content online and i could not give them an answer because there's not yeah. much yeah people ask me too i find that interesting it's folks are always like where can i find this this and this they'll ask me i'm like if you've been looking for it and you can't find it i don't know what what folder you think i'm gonna go into on the internet <laughs> Sometimes stuff doesn't exist because unfortunately everything's being censored and also sex workers aren't being paid to produce to produce that content unless they're getting requests or custom content, you know, like if you want that find a sex worker who will make you custom clips, but it's not like you can just t type into Google, I want this, this and this bing bang boom and you can push it and then the exact porn you want pops out. I mean, even then, it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult because I've produced porn in the past, and I've had porn producers say they don't want to make porn with the word "mommy" in it, mm. and I've had um, other rules with porn, like no tears, for example. Which you know, if we're gonna do a mommy scene that gets real fun, then maybe there might be some tears. Yeah. Um, so you know the restrictions are even in queer porn and there's there's some newer places that are are starting to kind of lift those a little but it's it's literally not being made and not for lack of people asking it's that it's not being made period yeah people have this very visceral reaction to mommy in the kink sense mm -hmm. you know it is, it's so interesting because you'll talk about sister brother daddy everybody else in the family but something, about, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but something about mommy really gives people, it's almost like it's too much or it's too, you know, don't talk about mama like that. I don't know, but I have noticed that. Yeah, I've definitely noticed that. I think that's kind of the main crux of the issue. But it's interesting to me that in places where we're supposed to be exploring sexuality aspects of sexuality that are already kind of on the edge that that's the word that's the litmus test you know like you can say all kinds of other things that to a vanilla person would be like what what are you talking about but if you say the word mom, that's the stopping point 
It's true. I mean, half of our labels now used to be slurs and all types of things we call ourselves in, in the kink world and in the queer world. But mommy is a line, unless you're talking in a completely non-sexual way. And even then, it's... And even then, it's a yeah. line in the kink world. It, it just mm-hmm. is. Um, and, you know, in age-specific places, it's less of a line. But in the greater kink world, it's definitely a line. Um, and again, I've seen a little progress in queer spaces that are kind of uh, in-person, mm-hmm. but definitely online there's not a whole lot of centralized locations. Um, Another reason for that too, though, is that the moment there is a centralized location for mommies, cis dudes tend to show up and ruin everything. I was going to say, I was going to say, that's one of the hardest things for me when I come out and talk about mommy specifically, is that the only people who wouldn't want to engage with me are cis submissive men. And they're usually not engaging in respectful ways or they don't even know how to talk to me like a person. It's just intense, honestly. It's a garbage fire. Like, yeah, the craziness that hits my bet life inbox is legendary and unbelievable. We're going to get to that. Yeah, that'll be a whole different show because I I truly think that uh, it's a combination of these people not knowing how to talk to women period mm-hmm. and then especially not knowing how to talk to women about their fetish um so anyone to be a woman they're just immediately gonna like vomit garbage trash into their inbox so yeah that's part of the reason why there aren't a lot of online mommy groups but again that's really sad because how many you know tens of thousands of online daddy groups are there it's true it's really unnerving like you, you can you don't even have to have any sort of experience you could just come in daddy as a role first day and people will understand that what you're talking about what what you want they'll understand some level of it but if you come in and Mm -hmm. say mommy from jump it does not have that response it really doesn't and Mm -hmm. one of the things that I've noticed that used to drive me nuts back in the day when tumblr was a thing I don't know people probably still on tumblr but I I'm not um but I used to see the acronym DDLG, Daddy Dumb Little Girl, being used as a default for age play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that used to drive me nuts. I, I hate that too. No. It's age I play. I hate that too. See, Daddy Dumb Little Girl is extremely gender specific and leaves out a lot of people. Absolutely. <laughs> it leaves out daddies that have little boys and people that are non binary. It leaves out absolutely all the mommies. Just all the mommies, period. Just all of us are not there anymore. It leaves out age play dyna- dynamics that are not mommy or daddy. It just mm-hmm. leaves out everybody else. Yep. And um, half the time they'll they'll tag things that that is not even specific to DDLG. It's just age play mm-hmm. in general, but they just put that tag on everything. It's like the only way to find other people. Yes. Um, so then Tumblr caught on to that being a problem and they tried to change the acronym to CGL, which is also odd to me because we already had a word, which was age play and that's gender mm-hmm. neutral. Um, and I noticed that, so CGL stands for caregiver little. And I have noticed that folks that use this acronym tend to be the ones that think that bigs are put on this earth to be service tops. Mm. Um, that phrase because that's how they're thinking of it. They're thinking they, they, they want a caregiver. Someone yeah. who's literally just going to care for them. And yeah. I'm sure these folks exist. I'm sure there are plenty of people that are very happy in their caregiver role. But that immediately struck a nerve with me as well. Because again, 
it's little thinking that I am put on this earth to care for their every need without yeah. remotely thinking about what they're bringing to this relationship. So that yeah. was another thing that, and that one caught on. I've, I've seen CGL around the internet quite a while since Tumblr started kind of dying out. That one kind of stuck. So to me, it's not always a red flag, but I'm always wanting to kind of hear a little more about how that person thinks of age play if they've used the word CGL because they might be someone that has more of a nuanced idea of it and just that's the acronym they learned but they really might be someone that thinks that it's nothing but uh, those tumbler lists that used to tell you what daddy could do for you Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah daddy's supposed to hug you at night daddy's supposed to tuck you in daddy's supposed to do like all these like 25 things daddy's supposed to do if y'all don't call me on a thing not Nana thing listed that you could do for anybody nothing, else. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Like your daddy's full-time job, but you're doing literally nothing in return. Cool. Literally nothing. And you're going to have a bunch of temper tantrums that are very involved. And he has to be ready for those at the drop of a hat as well. Because daddy's also your therapist, your masseuse, your chef, <laughs> everything. Your doctor, your therapist, yeah, all the things. Yeah, I think that Tumblr, um, on the one hand, exposed a lot of people to kink, probably way younger than they should have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it gave them like a doorway, which isn't a bad thing. But a lot of the things on Tumblr were just plain made up and were not the least bit healthy. Oh, my um, goodness. Like, um, I have to just say two things about this. You are not into age play if you are a minor. If you are a minor, actually, you should pause this and then go talk to your parents but (laughs) at the very least you're not a minor if you like age you're not you're not into age play as a minor you're just a minor like children can't pretend to be littles because you are little you're a little child a minor you're not allowed to be involved in adult stuff and so tumblr unfortunately was a weird gateway that a lot of people who were assholes created this whole um, I don't even remember what the term was, but something like people who are littles who are minors. Was oh, a whole so they thing. used to call it SFW, safe for work, which let me just tell you. Oh, God. The irony of the acronym safe for work being used for people that were too young to have full-time jobs. Oh, God. To kill me. It used to make me laugh so hard because oh, the acronym safe for work and not safe for work started on the internet because people that worked in offices couldn't suddenly be scrolling through some porn. So exactly. they would tag posts to make sure they didn't pop up on your feed in the middle of your office during your break or whatever. So the, uh, the fact that these littles, quote unquote, started using the phrase safe for work when they themselves were still in high school used to kill me. It used to oh literally, God. I used to laugh so hard. Like, it's, it's the stup- like that alone tells you everything you need to know about the level of maturity that they had because they didn't yeah. understand that the Safe for Work acronym was created for adults that work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so not- to try to use it as children, like, no, change it to Safe for School or something because you're not even working yet. Like, what are you no, doing? No, you have no work. <laughs> yes, your schoolwork. Safe for Schoolwork? No, it's not. So safe get for, out of safe here. Safe for School. Safe for study hall. Oh I don't my know, God. Like safe, safe for library. But like, honestly, like it used to kill me. So th- that's what they started trying to do. And there's still plenty of underage kids trying to say that they do age play or age regression. And I'm not going to get into that because I'm legally not allowed to even think about you all. So. Absolutely. The 
that was the point I was trying to say. Legally, I am not even allowed to talk about you, think about you. I'm not interested in you anyway, morally. And bottom line, I hope you have a good life and you become an adult one day. And then when you reach 25, because that's my personal cutoff, is 25 years old. I'm not talking to nobody underneath. Sorry for your TNG. I don't care. Okay? <laughs> because... The thing is, there is a level of maturity you have to have in order to be this immature, which sounds like mm-hmm. a contradiction, but it's really not. Like, I don't want to play Legos with you if you don't have any ability to manage your own emotions. Mm-hmm. If you can't use words, if you're nonverbal to the point where your regression, you can't ever as an adult speak to me like an adult then I don't want to play those weird games with you because I do like to do these things with adults. It's not about minors or none of that. I want adults not at all. who like to play adult games. That's why for me, it's sexual because I'm having sex with adults. You know, and not, not everyone is sexual. I'm not sexual all the time. I understand everything in its own time, but I also like having those options because I'm well, doing and- this with adults. There are tons of adult age players as well that are not sexual, but how I always will explain it whenever I was starting a class or a panel or something on age play, age players don't like children. They just like all the neat stuff they have. Correct. And that's really true. Like it's basically just subtracting the children away from all of the cool stuff that children get to do and play with. So that's what we're aiming for here. There's not, there's no children involved. And if you are legally still a children, then unfortunately you cannot be there. Um, and I, I just, I would try to, you know, there was one brief shining moment on Tumblr where I thought I would try to explain to kids, like, you can't actually show up to any age play things in real life because they will tell you to leave. And then they just were shouting me down because that's what teenagers do. So it's like, why am I having this argument? And that was the last time I tried to even. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember some version of that when Perverts of Color was on Tumblr and somebody was in my mentions about x y and z i looked at their profile and i was like 15 maybe i can't even have this conversation with you so block no that's a block exactly that's a block. <laughs> like you try to get me to go to jail no thank you no i'm not going uh-uh. to jail you or anybody else no thank you and and the way yep. i know it's a kink for me is that i'm not interested in it with a actual 15 year old have you spoken to a 15 year old it's like the worst I don't, i'm not interested in 15 year old as people I don't oh my god about anything i don't none of help it. them with anything none of it none, none of, of it. it i don't want to do those and then all of those fun um kid activities are only fun because we can do them without y'all there like i want to play uno without y'all there i love legos y'all don't need to be involved like there's all the things are just fun regardless but if y'all aren't involved I can do them my way and sometimes my way is a little freaky and that's okay because we're all grown exactly there are no children present so it's fine so it's fine everybody knew when they came to Jackie's Lego day that it was going to be different because they got that on the on the uh the message you know it's Mm -hmm. okay so that's that's what it means for me it's the imagination that you get to Definitely. have it's the yeah. creativity you get to have it's um it's very relaxing as well to kind of get to do something that's you know designed to be a little simpler to process and you know you just kind of get to see the joy of someone building a cabin made of lincoln logs and that's all they have to mm-hmm. concentrate on for that moment you know 
And also destroying it later. Oh, yeah. Then too. you get to be a monster and get to step on it and kick it around the room. Not that I so me, Mommy. Little Lincoln Log projects. But, you know, I sometimes absolutely. Godzilla, sometimes Godzilla shows up to the log cabin and what are you going to do? I mean, I think being a bully is half of the fun of a little for me. And so that would, I would have to negotiate that into it. Like we can do all the fun things. And then at some point, someone's going to hit you. I don't know who. It's going to be really fast. You're probably going to cry about it. <laughs> I'll help you find out who did it, though. And then we'll have some ice cream. <laughs> it was me. That's who did it. But we'll have ice cream. <laughs> yes, exactly. It was me all along. And I would have got away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids. (laughs) (laughs) But that's really the fun, you know? When do you get to just torment somebody to this full extent that you can a little? Yes. Not many people. Yeah, I I mean, there's there's a bunch of different types of ways to kind of interact with littles that aren't just the sweet and nice. And that would be an interesting uh, topic for an episode in the future. So um, we we can definitely get into more sadistic fun things to do with littles i would enjoy okay all right topic, we'll so. we'll save that just just for later yeah. me and mommy's gonna come back to that but first uh i want to have some time for the mailbag me and mommy you want to reach in your purse real quick and the first question we have from our mailbag is how do you pick clothes for playtime the person who asked this didn't say anything specific about what type of clothes. So I'll just go first because I don't necessarily have brands that I pick, but I pick themes. So mm-hmm. if I'm playing, I try to think of the theme. I really like to think of shows that I liked as a kid, like Dennis the Menace or Matilda or um you know, any of those, like the little princess, any of those sort of movies, mm-hmm. and I think about their outfits. So also sometimes think about what I'm doing. If I want to get messy, sometimes I'll wear something that will look fun when it's messy, like overalls look nice when they're covered in paint or a white yeah. shirt. I don't know if that's the way you do it, but I I love a messy outfit. And um, and honestly, I I just, it doesn't even necessarily matter what you wear as long as you feel good in it and you have like a good range of motion and it makes you feel good. But I'm sure Miss Lola has some much better options. <laughs> well, I was going to just uh, push back about the range of motion because it entirely depends on what you enjoy. Um, oh, okay. Excuse I've me. I've definitely seen some little outfits that your range of motion is not great, but that's what you were put in. So that's what's happening. Oh my um, goodness. Lolita bondage. Is that what you're imagining? Like some <laughs> there's that. There's a lot of really cute bondage gear that's out there. And, and also um, if you are a little that uh, enjoys kind of playing with time periods. Um, if you start going backward in time, children used to wear less and less comfortable clothing. Uh, and so if you're in like six layers of Victorian little dolly wear, you're not going to be moving quite a lot, but you're going to oh, know every second that you're in that outfit that somebody puts you in that outfit. That's amazing. I'm just imagining just fluffy bloomers. Mm-hmm. And corsetry. They used to um, corset children at six in the Victorian era. So um, you Interesting. have to kind of be like, and, and there is this, this is a slight Victorian aside, so just indulge me. There is this little thing that they used to do to teach you how to hold your back up in a corset. They used to tie two little straps to the front, and then they'd cross them, and then they'd tie them behind your neck. And what that would do is if you slouched, it would immediately strangle you just a little bit. Oh, God. <laughs> 
<laughs> so you'd have to sit up real quick to get the pressure off your neck because that little cross strap if with the corset since the corset didn't move if you slouched it would just and you just have to sit back, back up <laughs> we should have a whole torture episode of just ways to torture your little absolutely I love it. One is that's strangle a, them in their clothes. from Victorian children's clothing. Because that's how they used to train you. So that you would be able to sit properly in a corset for hours at a time. That's Honestly, <laughs> if you're Victorian little, then you just have to work all day in a sweatshop and wear, <laughs> wear tiny. an armor too. <laughs> yes. Tiny little tight shoes that are. You have a terrible cough that doesn't go away. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> This is awful. This is awful. No. Nobody okay, wants let's to get back this. on topic. Nobody wants this. This is awful. Okay. Oh my God. <clears throat> Someone out there wants this. Somebody wants to be the little with tuberculosis. That person should slide into my DM. Yes, um, let me know. <laughs> uh, anyway. That's awful. Um, <laughs> so, no, uh, where I like uh, for shopping for little clothes. Um, topic online um, not so much in their stores necessarily but online they have quite a few like little short alls and overalls um, cute little overall dresses they have endless amounts of cartoon t-shirts whatever cartoon you ever thought you were into Hot Topic has got at least three three t-shirts about it love um, it and they come in a fairly large range of sizes Hot Topic's gotten a little bit better about plus sizes as well um, I believe they go up to like some of them four and five X, depending on what they've, what they've done. So if you see it and it's in kind of standard sizes, plus size or copy in plus size, because they often will have two different posts of the same thing, one in, one in plus. Um, and the thing I like most about Hot Topic is that their website has that kind of afterpay situation. So if you aren't making, you know, bankrolls of money, but you want things, you can order it and just kind of pay it in little installments and uh, be able to get the things that you want and not, you know, have to save up quite so much to do it. So um, something to look at. Uh, the other place that has great little clothes is Target in the men's section. <laughs> If you like boys clothes, for some reason, the men's section always has cartoon t-shirts, has um, just straight up footy pajamas in the wintertime, uh, which is amazing. And they're in like cartoon characters like Batman, Superman, uh, Winnie the Pooh, all the things. Um, so keep Love an eye it. out on the Target, on the Target men's section because that tends to have the most little boy clothes. I don't know why, but <laughs> the most little boy clothes in the entire world. Um, there's also online a footy pajama shop called Jumpin' Jammers that always has good stuff. Um, uh, and nowadays there are the Japanese onesies that have the little character hoods that are attached to them. And so you can find those. I believe they're called Kirigumis. I might have pronounced that wrong. Um, but they're basically little character onesies as well. Um, so if you're a fan of footy pajamas, which I also am, there's like mm -hmm. endless possibilities for you out there nowadays. <laughs> this is um, exciting. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really cool. Um, baby wear, I will have to do a little more research because the only baby wear companies that pop to mind are not great people and I don't want to recommend them. So um, baby wear, it, it's going to be a little bit a little bit more research, but there's a lot of places out there nowadays making adult onesies and they're pretty cute. 
Um, so have a look out for those. Um, and then my other idea, if you want something very uniquely custom, then make friends with a cosplayer. Um, hey. Make friends with, yes, an adult cosplayer. Let's start there because okay. we don't want to talk to underage people about kink, as we just said. Um, but see if they take commissions. And if they take commissions, you don't have to tell them everything about your life. You just have to show them a picture of what you want. And if they take commissions, they can draft it for you and they can make it happen. Perfect. So um, there are some extremely talented seamstresses out there in the cosplay world. And they're used to making costumes and they're used to making adult sized costumes. Um, so again, you don't have to tell them your life story and what all you're using it for. But most folks will, if, you, if they're taking commissions, if you pay them, they will make the thing you want. So that's true. Um, if, yep. If you have a very specific thing that you want, cosplayer can probably make it for you if they're you know you can look at their portfolio out they all have instagrams um, and if commissions are open then talk to them it won't be cheap you will have to pay them <laughs> but <laughs> they will they will make you custom stuff which is a, a really cool way to go about it well i'm glad we had this conversation about clothes for playtime but i also want to just take a moment to talk to the mommies and the aunties and just to say that there's so many options for your playtime too, and not to feel like you have to pick an aesthetic, but picking a mommy aesthetic is so much fun. And you might really get into it if you wanna do something that's like vintage or a certain time period, or if there's a character from a movie that you wanna emulate, you can really start to have fun imagining what kind of mommy you wanna be. So that's half the fun for me is, picking and choosing mommies throughout time and space that I can draw inspiration from and putting them all together and turning into some sort of super hybrid, scary bitch mom, who is the mom of my dreams, the mom in my heart. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you can, you know, I collect vintage aprons and there's nowhere special that you need to go for those. You can go to Etsy and eBay. You can go to thrift stores. Um, little vintage shops. I collect vintage gloves. I love those too. Um, the aprons are really do speak to my mommy side quite a bit. Um, vintage lingerie I really like. I like a lot of vintage repro clothes, but I also know a lot of mommies that are more kind of leather aesthetic. They have kind mm -hmm. of more of a harder edge to them. Um, you can definitely do that too. If you want custom stuff made that either says mommy or has kind of your mommy spin on it, a lot of folks that make leather are, are happy to make those things. Um, mm -hmm. My kind of piece of leather that I put patches on, instead of it being a vest, it's a leather uh, hostess apron. Oh, it's nice. Apron. Yeah, it's a half apron, it's black leather, and it has um, a red ruffle around the edge of it, and it ties in the back with a red ribbon, and mm -hmm. Mr. S. Leather made it for me, because it's not a thing that exists, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I said, you know, could you make a leather apron, and they were like, sure, do you have any aprons we can borrow for reference? And I was like, absolutely. And so I dropped <laughs> off a couple of aprons. Um, and when I went to go pick up my apron, all the cute gay boys that worked there were terribly excited. Like, oh, you're the one that had the fun aprons that, you, that were back in the workshop. So, <laughs> apparently they'd been like wearing them around the store and like just running about in a little polka dot apron. <laughs> of course they were. Which is delightful to think about. I was so happy with that. <laughs> 
<laughs> Perfect. So, you know, leather workers can make custom things. If you don't see the thing that you want, ask for it and it can be made. Um, if you have more of a punk rock aesthetic to your mommy, that's totally valid and great. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a lot of mommies that have kind of a Dolly Parton aesthetic, which I think is fantastic. Yes. Um, <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. It's so great. <laughs> so there's there's an endless amount of ways that you can do it as long as you feel good about it. Just because the the majority of queer mommies I see are tend to be kind of a vintage fifties look doesn't mean that has to be what you do. So um, I definitely encourage people to get as creative as they feel like and find an aesthetic that makes them feel comfortable. It's not really about anyone else, but makes them feel like they've stepped into their role. And if that's what it, it is, then that's that's your aesthetic. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Because my sort of auntie aesthetic is very much a co- like a collection of all of my aunts. And so she's very much like, she'll cuss you out and she'll cook for you in the same two seconds. It's like, shut the fuck up. You hungry? Like very much that's mom aesthetic. <laughs> and she also does this wearing either a fabulous house coat or like daishiki, like some kind of clearly African print something or it's like paisley and butterflies and, and flowers. It's just very much fantastic mom aesthetic. So that's the mom that feels right for me. That like the black mom who's gonna talk trash about you but is gonna love you just as hard is a is a trope. It's like family mm-hmm. matters. It's like, you know, yes. some sort of black sitcom. I don't know. That's how it feels to me. And I would say that with me, if I'm not wearing kind of a retro aesthetic, then my more modern black mom archetype would be like the the Aunt Viv, like the Vivian. Yes, yes. And I would be in like the Chanel suit with shoulder pads, or I would be in like a full church outfit with a hat. Yes. <laughs> church mom is such good inspiration church mom is such good inspiration you I can have be... worn that to a dungeon and people avoided <sighs> me like physically people that knew me were backing up just because they were like I don't like it I don't like it she's got a it's bible true. and a hat I don't like it it's like it. true <laughs> something about the hat and the bible combination is just sickening like you could be a full family that prays together together <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love a church lady. I'll bring it out in a minute because everybody's okay. wearing their nun outfits and their priest outfits to the dungeon. But let me wear my stockings and my my hat. Listen, and- I went to the, a dungeon once and the, the theme of the party was sacrilegious or something mm. like that. And I ran a vacation Bible school for littles. And that was much more upsetting to people than all the other <laughs> scenes that were happening. <laughs> and we were just reading Bible stories and coloring. But that's something amazing. about vacation Bible school picked at something in somebody's brain and people were not into it. They weren't into it. I'm ha- I'm having flashbacks. I need to know if you had like goldfish <laughs> crackers. Um, I we so we read the story of Sodom and Gomorrah because it's a good one for a dungeon. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did some coloring pages. So I, I have Bible coloring books, and then we did um make signs so that we could pick at the rest of the dungeon. That's so, hysterical. Like, God hates leather fags, that kind of thing, and just like walked around in our silent protest. <laughs> I fags will burn in hell, you know, the usual vacation Bible school things that you do in a dungeon. Oh my god, that's wonderful. I love it when the dungeon starts to get so meta that it eats itself. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like watching it happen. You're like, 
<laughs> we were trying to like we were trying to like witness and recruit people and they were not into it they were not that's hysterical it. yeah you I'm might we might have had a fight and like no 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant oh. yeah mean mommy there's so many evil ways you can take it it's like everyone talks about femmes and femdoms and it's always like just leather and corsets and high heels and that's true but it's like also you can torture people while wearing that also you can think of fun amazing things to do you can get weird and creative that's what i miss i miss yeah. it felt like at some point this the website we won't talk about but at some point on that website it felt like people had permission to just imagine weird crazy scenarios and talk about them and relish in them and you know that there's no place for that everything is either instagram or i don't know if it's not porn if it's not instagram if it's not twitter then it's pretty much just in your head really there's no place that you can just i think twitter is going to be our best bet as far as like actual interesting kink content going forward and Mm. the problem is the rest of twitter is a nightmare so (sighs) yeah yeah. I don't know if we need to bring Yahoo groups back or what, but I don't Yahoo know. Groups. We need do to too. bring back what we need to bring about is an end of COVID nineteen so that we can actually meet each other in person again. That's what we need I to do. know. I miss munches so bad. I miss going munches for people who don't know or going in person to talk to people in person like a real person in person. I know. Who to thunk it? People you could talk, you could have snacks. Oh, great. So, yes, we need to all be real smart and, you know, act right so that we can go back outside properly again. Please, please. I just want to be in a club full of people screaming and sweating again without feeling like with I'm like the... ubiquitous dungeon music on and like yeah. nothing on the table to eat except old potato chips and pretzels. I miss that. <laughs> I won't even complain that there's no food ever again. <laughs> Oh, I'll just eat the snack tray. I'll eat that one vegetable tray and I'll shut up. I swear to God. Even if I have to pay $5 for water, I won't say anything. I'll just drink the $5 water. (sighs) (sighs) On that note, one day we'll be perverts outside again. Right. And we'll run the streets. We can be perverts on a podcast and that's pretty great. So this was really fun. Well, from our MILF heart to you, Mm-hmm. We just want to say thanks for listening, and I hope you do something nasty. Definitely get your hand in it. I don't know. Just mm-hmm. get weird, you know. Whatever you're thinking about, just make it two steps weirder, and just jerk off until it hurts. That's all I have mm-hmm. for you. And then keep going for another five minutes because that's what I like. Mm, yeah. If you have a hand cramp, then you haven't done it long enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. On that note. Take your meds. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of ending is this? (laughs) (laughs) Masturbate until you die. Mommy says, I don't know. Which is the best ending? Mommy says, jerk off until you want to die. Mommy says, if your hand doesn't hurt. The ending that we're going for. Okay. I'll take. Okay, I'll take it. And scene.